0: Welcome to Greece Chats, everybody. In today's episode, I have Mirin Fader. Mirin is a staff writer for The TheRinger.com. Mirin writes long-form profiles on professional athletes. She is the author of the upcoming book, Yanis, The Improbable Rise of an NBA MVP, Profile the Rise of Yanis Antetokounmpo. The book releases on August 10th, 2021, and you can buy it at all major bookstores, including in Greece, translated in Greek, We all know Giannis is more than just an NBA MVP at this point. He is an NBA champion, leading the Milwaukee Bucks to their first NBA championship in 50 years, earning NBA Finals MVP along the way. Giannis grew up in Sepolia, Greece. Miran has put together his story from growing up in Greece singing Christmas carols just to earn some money to now becoming the man he is, one of the elite players in the NBA and signing the largest Supermax contract in NBA history to date. Join us as Miran tells us all about our upcoming book and how you can get it. Let's jump right into it. Hey guys, before we jump into this episode, a quick note about our sponsor, Prosperty. Prosperity is quickly becoming the best way to buy and sell a property in Greece. I've met the team behind the project, and let me tell you, they have built quite the experience. Search for your dream home in Greece, but do it all digitally. Find the home, tour it virtually, submit an offer, prepare the legal documents, and even apply for a mortgage. All on the Prosperity.com. I myself am in the market for a home in Greece, and I will be using Prosperity all summer to make my decision by this fall as to where I will be moving to in Greece. All right, let's get back to Greece, Chats. Hey, Marin.
1: Hey, how are you? It's good to be here.
0: I'm well. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Really excited about this um, interview. Uh, You have some pretty exciting uh, news coming up. But uh, before, before we get to that, why don't you just um, you take a minute and just kind of tell us a little bit about what you do and about who Mirren is?
1: Yeah, so I'm based in Los Angeles, and I'm a staff writer for The Ringer, and I write really long-form sports profiles about athletes, and I really try to get to the human part of their stories. So that's what I love doing.
0: Awesome. And has sports been something that's been part of your life growing up?
1: Yes, despite being five feet tall, I am a former basketball player. (laughs) Awesome. And uh, yeah, I was that girl that carried a basketball with her every day of, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school. I was like a total tomboy. And, um, you know, I loved writing as well, but basketball was like really my heart for all of my, you know, years of growing up. And um, so it, it was really nice for me to kind of take that love for basketball and, and, kind of marry it with writing
0: that's amazing yeah no basketball has a, a dear place in my heart as well so this is uh like this would be fun um so you have some pretty cool news coming up you have on and now he's an NBA champion so if we did this before we wouldn't be able to include that uh, our <laughs> Stucumbo, uh tell us a little bit about uh what's coming
1: Yes, so I am publishing my first book on August 10th, um, coming out both in Greece and America. Um, We have a Greek edition as well. It's called Giannis, The Improbable Rise of an NBA MVP. As you said, we should just update the title on this book. Um, (laughs) It's coming out um, by Hachette Books. And, you know, it's really a biography of Giannis. I spoke with um, him and his family for a story I did a couple years back. And I just thought, you know, this should be a book. And so this book is based on that story and that reporting. And it, it starts in really young childhood all the way up until you know he says he's going to stay in Milwaukee and and sign the Supermax so definitely could not have predicted a finals run in a championship but i hope that this book will serve as a really good backstory to everything that led up to that
0: <laughs> so, so you so you say this book covers from his youth is that correct
1: mm-hmm. so what mm-hmm.
0: inspires yep. you to Yanis and just his story what led you to to this
1: You know, when I spent the day with them in their house in Milwaukee, when I was doing that story, I just kind of kept thinking like, how do we know so little about this guy who is such a phenomenal player? Um, He had just won his first NBA MVP. And I was like, we really just don't know anything about him. How is that possible? You know, we know like little things like, okay, he sold trinkets on the street and he becomes so good, but we don't really know anything that's happened in between. And so I just thought like this deserves a longer treatment than, you know, my 4,000 word story. And I also just really loved how caring Giannis was with his brothers when I was around them and just to see how nurturing he was. And I think at that time in 2019, whenever I would hear about Giannis, it was always look at his body, look at his athleticism, look how freaky he is. And nobody would really talk about how mentally tough he is or how smart he is or how nurturing he is. And so I was just like, I really want to find out more about like Giannis, the person and not just the basketball player.
0: That's amazing. Um, Can you share us a little bit of maybe a story that you've learned about his childhood that not many people maybe speak about?
1: Yeah. um, One of the things that Giannis and his brothers and their friends used to do is Christmas Carol around Sepolia. And I know that's a big thing in, in Athens at Sepolia and you basically sing and, and get, money and it's it's a very exciting thing and so jan is being the determined child that he is who already has a budding work ethic although he is not a great basketball player yet he's only like 14 years old he's like we're gonna get up and we're gonna start at like 6 a.m we're gonna go everywhere and he tells all his friends he's like i'm gonna get enough money to buy a tv that's his biggest thing because he doesn't have a tv and he wants so badly to watch Olympiacos and Panathinaikos play on TV, and he can't because he doesn't have access. The only time he can watch these people play is if he gets a euro or two to go to the internet cafes. So Iana's Christmas carols around Sepolia and the other neighborhoods for like 6 a.m. to like 5 p.m. He hustles more than any of his friends. He doesn't eat a single thing during this time, and he earns enough money to buy a TV for his family. And he gets home and he shares this with his father, who is just like so proud of him. You know, Charles is like, wow, like you worked so hard. You earned this television, you know, and it's just I love this anecdote so much because it just shows how Giannis was not discouraged by his family's circumstances. He was always dreaming and thinking of how he could make things better. And even when his brothers and friends were too tired to keep singing, Giannis, would not stop singing because he wanted that TV.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. That's awesome. Um, So this book comes out, you said, can you give us a date? Uh,
1: Yeah, August 10th, both uh, both in Greece and America, same day.
0: Awesome. And we can get this, obviously we can book it online, but you said it is available in Greece as well?
1: Yeah. The translated version is uh, translated by the Greek journalist Nikos Papadolianis, and I believe... The name of the publisher is Diopto. Diopto. Okay. Does that ring a bell? Um, it's. On, I'm going to send you the link. It's It's on my Twitter. But yeah, they They just completed the Greek manuscript. So it'll be available there. And if you're not in Greece or America listening, it's also on Book Depository, which is a website that ships internationally. So you can Great. totally get it from any of those places.
0: Great. So you heard it there, guys. August 10th, Yannis, The Improbable Rise of an MVP by Miren Fader get it. Uh, it's good. it's a, It seems like it's going to be a great read. Um, I want to touch on a couple other things. Uh, watching NBA games and going to them when Yanni's in town as a guest, every arena that has a big Greek uh, diaspora living in that city floods the arena flag, Greek heritage night. Um, have you, has this ever come up in conversations with him? Have, how does he receive it? I know he, it's obviously he likes it there's times where some games where he'll address the fans and sometimes he just can't it's either he's too busy he's got ESPN waiting in the locker room um uh, has this ever come up
1: yeah it means a lot to him i i know i remember watching clips of him like singing um greek songs with people or the national anthem and i know he won't sign a greek flag because he feels it's disrespectful yeah. because it just it means so much to him right. um one, I talked with one Greek journalist who um, was living in New York at the time during Giannis' rookie year. And Giannis took the time to talk to this Greek journalist just off to the side, just giving him so much time. And he has no connection to this guy. He's never met him before. But Giannis just loves the fact that there is a Greek human being in New York City excited and there and you know Giannis says like how are you in the plural you know to show respect and that just meant so much to the journalist to to be able to converse in Greek and and to feel that that reverence and um I know that it meant so much to Giannis as well and one of the anecdotes in the book is during the all-star games there are um there are media basketball games for international media and Giannis like, takes a special liking to not just all the international media members, but the Greek ones. And yeah. he takes the time to get to know every single person's name, where they're from, what beaches they like to go to. And it's just, you don't see that with superstars, you know, the, the pride that he feels that these Greek people are coming to his games. And in this case, the media games is just so, so palpable. It's, it's really something.
0: Yeah. No, I, I can attest to that because when he came to Boston – um, a, f- a friend of mine who uh, runs the Greek radio station in Boston, him and I tried to get into the locker room. We got in, but he had ESPN there that night, uh, the local channels. And so we knew if he was going to speak to us, it's going to be a while, but it was Greek heritage night. So we're like, we have nothing else. We need to get, we need to get close to him. And he looked at us after a while. And, he, and my, uh, my friend goes, will you talk to us? And he goes, after ESPN, you have my attention. So, after ESPN, he got up and just said, walk with me. So as he started walking, I told him, don't talk basketball, talk culture. Let's hit him where, like in the heart, like let's, right. let's get him to talk. And I said, do not bring up anything about today's game, except the fact that the Greeks flooded it. We did the dancing at halftime. And once we, he realized we're not talking basketball, he froze, he stopped walking and gave us five full minutes of just
1: pure wow. joy talking. Yeah, I love that so much. Okay, I have a story for you that's in the book that I feel like you will find really funny. So one of the games, rookie year, it's in front of so many Greek people. I think it was in Brooklyn. I can't remember. I don't know if you remember this game, rookie year. Giannis like shows out and all the Greek people are like cheering for him. Karan Butler, the veteran on the team uh, on the Bucks, is looking at Giannis and he's like, "I think the rookie's feeling himself a little too much. Like these Greek <laughs> people are these Greek people are gassing him up. Like I don't want the rookie to get complacent." <laughs> so they, the Karan Giannis and other teammates, go to a nightclub once they return to Milwaukee. It also happens to be Karan's birthday. In the middle of the club. Quran says drop and give me a push up for every one of my birthday years because you were feeling yourself too much in front of these Greek people and so Giannis is like okay and he does push ups in the middle of the club
0: that's incredible
1: but it just just shows you you know like Giannis was so happy that the Greek people were supporting him to the point where Quran had to humble him
0: that's that is amazing that's amazing Oh, that's good. Yeah, and he, I noticed, and I feel like I've never actually asked him this, but I feel like he's got, uh, Brooklyn has a soft spot in his heart. They've been doing Greek nights there since his rookie year. Uh, it's actually a, a good friend of mine is the one that organizes the Brooklyn Nets Greek oh, Heritage wow. Nights. And they they were, it was the playoff game, and they were there rooting for the Milwaukee to beat their home team.
1: Wow, wow. In game seven. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Just a couple other things. Um, You spoke a little bit about his upbringing. I just want to know, as we all, a lot of us know, I mean, we don't know everything about what he went through growing up, but we obviously know he did go through some stuff. Has anything that he went through, does he still carry with him the way he approaches his NBA career and life, family and stuff like that?
1: I think one of the things is that he is still a very private person, even though he is so charismatic and, you know, wonderful to media and and others. He's still very private. And I think that is because of the trauma he experienced as a child being undocumented and the anxiety that he lived with. You know, I talked to a lot of childhood friends of his who talked about how fearful Giannis was of his parents getting deported, you know, if police somehow found them, that could just uproot their lives forever. And I do think that although he is obviously such a warm person and has so much, um, like, really meaningful relationships in his life, I do think there's a part of him that is still always a little cautious or distrustful or you know, introspective or quiet because he never quite knew how to trust people growing up. Cause you never know who could, you know, call the police. And so, um, I think definitely in the book, we chart that and how hard that was to kind of move through. I don't know, like I think of, you know, probably you and me, we still do things that affect us from when we were kids subconsciously and we don't even know it. And I think that certainly applies to him. Um, I also think there's so much good that came from childhood and, you know, Giannis had every reason to be angry and upset and he just kind of never took it that way. Instead of saying, look at all that I don't have, he was like, look at what I do have. And I think that has shaped his perspective to be so grateful for the opportunities that he has because he was so used to looking on the bright side, you know, one of my favorite anecdotes in the book is his one of his childhood friends coming over to Giannis's apartment for the first time. And it, he goes into Giannis's room, and it's practically empty. Um, but instead of Giannis feeling ashamed that he doesn't have much, he is almost happy. And he says, one day I'm going to have so many books in my home, and I'm going to have a television, and I'm going to have a PlayStation. And I just think that right there... That type of like always dreaming, always thinking forward, has so shaped him into the person that looks forward today.
0: Right, and now someone who's is the, the supermax. Did that happen last year? Or is that lined up to be this coming year?
1: Yeah, that happened in December 2020. I know I'm losing right. all track of time, but yeah, yeah no, it I've, really, lost it was all I've lost track of
0: time. Right,
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, that, it went from that to signing the biggest supermax, which is. An absolutely incredible uh story. It's it's wild. It's absolutely
1: in NBA history, you know, like it's not just a deal, it's the the record contract. Yeah. You right. know, a person contract. that I mean it's staggering when you think about it. It's really staggering. It's yeah. crazy.
0: It is. Um lastly, just one last thing. Um, do you, does the book cover um what he went through with the loss of his dad?
1: Yes. Yes, about midway through the yeah, about midway through the book um is when you'll see that. And I actually think that is probably the most important thread in the book because mm-hmm. it just really changed Giannis after that point. I think for him, he thought, We went through so much already. How could this happen? You know, it's almost yeah. cruel. It's cruel for any human to lose a parent, especially right. at such a young age, but to have survived all that they had, he he kind of thought, well, nothing can touch us. You know, we've gone yeah. through the worst. And then it's like, right. boom. But I do think that as much as I think his friends told me that it hardened him a bit and he became very withdrawn into himself, it also just motivated him, I think, to become an even better brother to his brothers. He was always kind of like a father figure to them. But after that happened he really became the patriarchal father figure. And that's why I think it's so wonderful that he is now a father and has a son of his own because he was grappling with the loss of his own dad. And then, you know, becoming a father like probably changes a man. And I, I just think all these events that happened in such a short sequence, it's just miraculous. You know, he's only 26
0: yeah it's it's wild that he's still just old right? when you say that oh my god
1: you, you, you i know it, you,
0: we say all this and you're like, he's just 26 i'm like oh my
1: gosh he's lived eight different lives you know
0: yeah yeah um but if you follow basketball then you'll know that tatum is still 19 right you do know that one there right
1: go. Yes, there we go yes exactly
0: he's only 19
1: um Basketball I only years, threw that in because I'm from
0: Boston. I had to plug Boston a little bit. I, had I was going to gonna say, a second.
1: I was gonna say, look, I'm from Los Angeles. I'm going to let you have uh, your Tatum uh, moment, okay? But that's not my team. I
0: know, I know. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> awesome. All right. I think we covered everything I wanted to talk about. Once again, this is Marin Fader. She wrote, it's coming out August 10th. Yanis, the improbable rise of an MVP. He is now an NBA champion and according to him and according to all of us, he did it the right way. He did it the hard way. He didn't join a super team, which is incredible when you see what he won a championship with. Absolutely incredible. Thank you, Maren. Really quickly, um, website, social media. How can we look you up?
1: Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. This was so cool and so fun. I'm so glad we did this. Um, I love talking about greek stories with greek people because i can like feel the pride across yeah. the screen mm-hmm. from you um yeah. so i just i love talking with you um you can find my stuff at it's just my first and last name so mirinfader.com, fader.com m-i-r-i-n-f-a-d-e-r.com okay. and i'm the same on twitter mirin fader um, I'm the only person without an Instagram, sorry, but I am on Twitter. <laughs> Perfect.
0: All right. You can find her on Twitter. Uh, do I have time for one last question? I just realized there was one Absolutely. more thing I wanted to talk about. Um, Absolutely. Is loyalty. Mm. I can't believe I skipped this one. Is um, <laughs> <laughs> loyalty because at least from my perspective, everyone, all my Greek friends, we never had one doubt that he was leaving Milwaukee. What was the national perspective on this? Did people really think he was going to leave or did his his loyalty seem genuine to everybody?
1: Wow, that's fascinating because so many people in the US were very sure he was going to leave. And Milwaukee people didn't almost like didn't want to go there mentally. They were in denial. Like a lot of them were thinking like, there's no way. But in their yeah. back of their minds, they were like, he's going to leave. Like, I think it's going to happen. And so there was so much uncertainty. Um, I think it was it was very split among the people that I talked to. You know, the people that really know him were like, there's no way he feels lucky to have been drafted by this organization, and he remembers how they were there for him during his dark, lonely nights as a rookie when he felt so homesick and afraid and sad and and just really just by himself. So he still remembers that and the way they took care of him and wants to repay them for the way they invested in him. But there was a whole other contingency, and, you know, American media likes to embellish things and everyone was like he's going to Golden State or he's going to Miami and it was just like this yeah it was this narrative that just kept running and running and running and it felt so loud I mean every time I I would look at Twitter it was like Giannis is gonna go to Miami so I think that over here like people were stressed (laughs) yeah wow you no, know,
0: I've probably seen him photoshopped on all 30 teams. Right. Uh, that year. right. Oh
1: my <laughs> Especially God. Miami.
0: Like Miami fans love photoshopping their play, players. On their it shirt. didn't
1: look right. It didn't <laughs> no. look right, did it? it did.
0: No. no, and I could never <laughs> seen him go on the Warriors. That I did not see at all. I thought maybe oh a gosh. big city, maybe Brooklyn. If, But I just didn't see him leaving Milwaukee. And, I mean, obviously he didn't. And hopefully he stays there for his career. And hopefully it's not a one-year thing. And he keeps this thing going. Awesome. Thank you again. Once again, it's Mirren Fader. You can find her on her website, it's Miriam Fader, and on Twitter, at Mirren Fader, correct? I got it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, and thank you, everybody, for listening to Grease Chats, and we'll talk to you on the next show. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed it, learned something new, or were inspired, please share with a friend. And don't forget to check out The Prosperty for all your real estate needs in Greece. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast.